Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth time, you'll always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read for new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece loaded with deep theological insights that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we'll explore many themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of his gospel is to convince readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on a journey through John's gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. All righty. So we are diving into chapter three. Wow. Yeah, chapter three. Um, before we begin, um, we just, you know, want to say that our hearts are going out to the Ukrainian people during this time. Um, we know that a couple weeks ago Russia had invaded and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for them. So they need Christ in this moment. And um, we want to offer our support and our prayers to them. Um, so just, you know, as you're listening, just keep them in your prayers and in your thoughts today and in the days to come, because we know that that's a very, very um, hard time in their life. Um, but that's that's kind of like a sidebar that I wanted to stay, state um, before we really started diving in to that. But anyways, um, we are diving into chapter three today. Chapter three. And this is the famous John 316 for God so loved the world. Um, so we're going to, we're going to really just dive into it and see what, what, what Christ is saying and what John is saying and, and, uh, what even, you know, Nicodemus here is saying. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun conversation, I think. Um, so I think we're going to start off just by reading the first couple verses and then kind of, uh, um, making comments along the way. Um, so we're going to start reading in chapter two verse 23 and then pick it up in verse and in, in chapter 3 verse 1 because it it connects in this way and it says this verse 23 now when he being jesus was in jerusalem at the passover feast many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing but jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all the people and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. Chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are the teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, Well, how can this be? How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter into his, into his mother's womb and be born a second time? And that's kind of where we're going to pause for right now. Um, so you see in the beginning of this, Jesus, you know, is talking, John's talking about what Jesus knows is in the heart of man. Right. He, he knows what's in man. And you see this now, this man who is a Pharisee comes to Jesus with questions. And, and it's at nighttime. So this, it, it, yes, it physically was at nighttime, but also it's, it's, um, it's a symbolism saying the state of Nicodemus's sight. Um, light versus darkness, that is one of the themes. And you see um, Nicodemus's state of being, he, he's blind to the light, right? He, he, he's not able to recognize what Jesus is saying. He's, he's, his eyes are dimmed to light. It's, it's what, um, what John has been saying in, in chapter one about, you know, the light comes into the world, but the world did not receive him. This is, this is the religious system. He's a Pharisee of the religious system coming to Jesus and asking him questions, you know, cause Nicodemus is, he's curious. He's, he's very curious. Um, but he he doesn't want people to know he's curious, right? He right. that's why he comes to Jesus in the middle of the night, um, not just to hide himself, right? But but also to ask questions, to to get answers, 
And um, so the first thing he, he says is, and you see him say three things in this um, dialogue here. Um, the first thing that he says is, you know, you're a teacher from God. No one can do these signs unless unless God is with him. But Jesus rebuttals that and kind of takes the conversation a different direction here. Um, he says, truly, truly, which, you know, in the uh, in, in different translations, it's amen, amen. Uh, right. But it's truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, <clears throat> I want to make a point here. Um, born again, um, the, the actual definition for that, the Greek word is anothen. Now, anothen can mean again, but in this case, I believe it actually means from above. So Jesus is saying, unless you are born from above, well, how is one born from above? You know, what does that mean? What does that look like? But Nicodemus takes it literally. Well, how can one be born again? But he doesn't see the spiritual side. Why? Because he's blinded to that. Well, he's really, Jesus is addressing the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so, you you know, you're you're born into this world, but to be born again, (coughs) it really states of what it is uh, you are... um, uh, accepting a belief of you're born again, like to be a, yeah. a new way of thinking, a new way of living. You know, he's, he's dealing with the kingdom of, of heaven and the kingdom of God. Right, 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 right. And, and um, reading it as born again is, is very, is a very, very bad translation, I believe, because what Jesus is saying here is from above. And so, you know, us being raised in church, you know, you're like, well, we got to be born again. Well, uh-huh. what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> You know, when I was a kid, I was like, well, what is that? I was like, Nic- 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 like Nicodemus. Right. What does that mean? How do I be born again? But reading it as born from above, that could takes a whole completely different, um, a whole completely different uh, road to that. Because like, well, what does it mean to be born ag- above from above then? It means to be born from a spiritual sense, not from this earthly sense, right? So Nicodemus is seeing these things very literally, and I want you to, to not just see it as Nicodemus talking to Jesus. It's religion, actually, confronting relation. Mm. It's religion, you know, because Nicodemus represents the Pharisees, but Jesus represents, you know, God. And so uh, the the religious system taught works, works, works. They taught um, strenuous activities in order to make God happy, whereas Jesus is teaching relationship. And, 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 Religion and relationship cannot coexist within a believer. It just doesn't work that way. You can't have religion and also have relation. You have relationship with God, yes. But what religion cannot see the things of the Spirit because the the strenuous acts of religion makes us blind to what God is actually wanting to do in the spirit realm. Does that make sense? Right, right. And And so to be born again is... Is you know as not only you're 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 allowing yourself to go through the birthing canal of of being receiving revelation things opening up yeah and and so you know Jesus is talking about you have to open yourself up to God you have to accept the way of God not the way of man not the way of religion and tradition yes you have to accept God's way and this is where it's new to you 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 got to grow in this relationship with the lord and god god's opening the doors for us to to grow and to um, grow in places in him that he wants us to uh, be you know go through that channel of yeah. that intimacy the fellowship and so jesus is inviting him you know this this kingdom that god is all, that i'm offering from the kingdom of heaven this kingdom has to be in a place where it's by birth. I mean, you know your rights by birth. Right. Yeah. Back in that culture. Right. You know, in what family you are born to determines what you have in life. Or what you do. Yeah. Or what you do. That's correct. So, like, if you are born into the priesthood mm-hmm. of, of Aaron's descendants. Right. You know, you, you, ha- you, you were a priest. That was who you were raised to be. If you were born into a carpentry family, right? You right. were you were raised on carpet, you know, right. to being a carpenter. Um, so so on and so forth. And um, now that Jesus is saying, you know, you must be born from above, meaning our whole identity and purpose changes. We are no longer driven by things of the flesh. We're driven by spirit, right. the wind of the spirit. Like, and it, uh, we are allowing the spirit to to um to blow its wind upon us in whichever direction he wants us to go 
Yeah. Well, being that Nicodemus is, a, you know, part of this religious structure. Yeah. He's blind and bound. Yeah. And he's pretty much telling him just because you were born into it doesn't make you mm. yeah. go to heaven or allow you to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And then that like it is today. Right. Well, I've been born and raised in church. You know, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I do what I do in church, you know, so this is what I've always been this yeah. way. Well, just because your grandmother was born into it and you were born, your mother and father was born into it doesn't mean you being born into it that you're born again. Yeah. You have to change your concept of thinking. Right. And moving. That's right. That's exactly right. And we have to be willing to change, you know, because some some people, um, they live their whole entire life without growing without changing because you know i'm saved i'm going to heaven but like what what about now where's the relationship now right right if you don't have that relationship now and you're and you're covered in religion then you know what what's the point of all this and so we see nicodemus who is who's been born into this right he's he's born into this um the pharisees and the priesthood and everything like that and he um he's so bound by the religious laws that he cannot see the freedom of relationship through Christ. Um, and there's a really good episode of The Chosen where it shows this conflict that Nicodemus is struggling with. I think it's at the end of season one where he wants to go with Christ, but the religion holds him back. Right. And 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 that, I mean, you know, that's not specifically in the Bible, but you kind of see that tug of war here he wants more of christ but religion is keeping him bound that thus we as people and people of god do struggle with the tug of war yes and and that tug of war is constantly pulling on our mind and our heart and and what jesus is addressing is not the exterior but the interior of a soul yeah your heart has to change yeah you have to accept christ he says no one comes to the father except by me yeah so in order to go to god which religion says to get to god this is what you got to do which brings simplicity in the structure right but a lot of works right and you saw you see jesus confronting that religion in the last chapter when he was um when he turned the water into wine right um you know he used the the stone jars of purification for the purification rituals and and he did a new thing through it right he 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 turned the old system into something new and something better. Same with the, the the temple. When he overturned the money changers in the temple, he turned the old system into something better. And now he's trying to move into this, um, doing the same sort of miracles in the religious leader. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take what he knows and turn it into something better. But... Nicodemus is is has been raised in this his whole life and so he's he's really holding on to that. And there are many of us out there today that, you know, there are some things that we believe that are just so bound that keep us so bound to religion that we cannot actually have that relationship with Christ that he wants us to have. We can, you know, and it keeps us um it keeps us out of his presence. Right. Because we limit ourselves to say, well, I can only go so far or else God's going to, you know, because God looks at me in condemnation and, and, and all that other stuff. And Jesus is actually going to start addressing this here um, in, the next, in the next little bit um, in chapter 3 about condemnation. But religion keeps people so blinded to the truth. And this is what we're seeing today. You know, we see um, the, the far right wing mm-hmm. Christians who are... You know, saying, you know, well, there's no signs and wonders for today. There's no miracles today. You can, you know, that's the thing of the past, you know, but does, does the word say that, you know, or you see someone really left and, and, and say, you know, all this other stuff is, is good when it's actually not. Right. And so like, where's the balance, you know, where is the balance between, you know, what is relationship? How, you know, how can I be born from above? That's the goal here. It's not saying, well, I submit myself to this teaching and that teaching. It's what is the spirit leading me to? And 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 what is truth to God? I don't care about what man says. Well, I don't care about what man's theology says, right? <clears throat> and and I, I, I read a quote the other day, and it said, if someone has to combat your theology with a man-written book, mm-hmm. then their theology is not of God. Right. 
And so you see all these people bringing out these like thick theological texts. That's not the Bible to combat their belief system and to say what they, you know, what they believe, but, you know, show it to me in the Bible, in the context of the Bible. And so this is what religion does, though. This is what was happening to the Jewish people. They were so bound, Mm -hmm. even though they were free people, they were so bound and steeped in this religious belief of of this false perception of God that it kept them out of relationship. Well, you know, even the Bible says God himself will put a well, well, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. That's that's a renewal. Yes. And and, and the new heart and a new spirit, that is acceptance. You know, so therefore your heart no longer reasons the way you used to reason. It's, you know, you know, we were we were not. We are born in sin, but mm-hmm. Jesus saved us from sin. Yes. So therefore, we have to accept what he accomplished. Right. And that's part of that new mind, new heart, new spirit. Right. A renewal. Right. Not that he pulls out your old heart and puts a brand new heart in there physically. It is a spiritual renewal of letting go of the things. You know, a lot of people with OCD and various things, mm. I mean compulsions. Yes. They 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 in their mind they cannot not do things without going through the motion. Right. I mean there's they even had a television program yes. where this guy kept knocking on the door mm-hmm. so many times every time he approaches it so that, you know, cuz his Compulsion, his obsessive, obsessive compulsive disorder, yeah. And we are like that in yeah. a religious aspect. Yeah, we have to do A, B, C to get the result of, you know, D. Right? And to us, that makes sense. It makes sense, right? Because right. man turned um, a move of the spirit into a doctrine, a doctrine mm-hmm. in order to get God's presence when God was like, I'm just, I just wanted to do that for a season. I'm doing a new thing today. And that's why we cannot live off of yesterday's manna. We right. have to, we have to live in the spirit and say, what is God providing for us today? Well, Pastor Aaron, what you'll find is what reason why there are so many denominations, there are so many uh the beliefs and doctrines that are going on because of that momentary experience mm, yeah. that that God allowed man at one particular point to experience God in a mighty way in a mm. mighty move, and so what we try to do is we try to recreate the move. Yeah, just like Moses. Let's look at Moses. Yeah. I love Moses. Yeah. Okay. And Jesus actually brings up Moses here uh, yeah, in, the, in a couple minutes. <laughs> so yeah. And maybe I'm but stepping no, over no, go the ahead, line, go ahead. but. You know, Moses, here he is, you know, the, the people sinned in the camp and the snakes were released. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's we're in going yeah. into that. And um, and so do you want me to keep going on no, that? No, go ahead. Okay, I mean, so, then we'll pick it up, pick it up okay. a, when we get there. Okay. Yeah. And so here here they are, you know, you know, God told Moses to create a bronze and snake. Mm-hmm. And so if that's when, numbers 21, three through nine. Yes. And that's which is symbolic of Christ. Mm hmm. And anybody who looks upon the bronze and snake on the on the you know staff yeah. will receive healing. Yeah. But what happens later is, after they look upon the bronze and serpent and receive healing, they stick it in the in the tabernacle. Right, and they think that it's a sign of worship. Now. And they yeah. worship that idol that no longer God moves in. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Oh, you know, you you know, you're, you're in a Pentecostal church. You got to have that fast beat in order we can j- dance and shout right. and run the aisles. And you got to sit there and scream in tongues the whole time. We got to have a, a ambient uh, uh, background in order to experience the worship of God. Yeah. that's so off kilter. Yeah, God, you look, God, you know, this is why with God nothing's new, but to us these are new things because we we have yet to experience the, the things that all the fullness of God. And we limit God by those experiences. The what we experienced in life and have already experienced or have yet to experience, God wants to continue to reveal more of Himself. That's His desire. He wants you to know Him and not know Him by experience, but know Him every day in a new experience. That's why the old, He has to renew the heart and renew the spirit because when you come before the Lord, it's a daily renewal. He's he's trying to draw people back to him and he'll mess up your theology and your doctrine in order for you to feel uh, naked and afraid, (laughs) so to speak. Right. So that you have to depend on him to survive these days. Right. 
that's exactly right. And so, yeah, I mean, that's what religion teaches us, though. It, it keeps us in this bound position where we cannot move forward from the things of the past. Right. Yeah. And and so, like, we're we're... Like I said before, we're living off of yesterday's manna. What happened with with the Israelites in the wilderness? God gave them manna for that day. And then he said, don't save it for the next day. And there are people that saved it for the next day. And what happened? There was maggots Mm. in the manna. And so um, we are still feeding on yesterday's manna that's already tainted and poisoned. Right? It was good yesterday. It was great yesterday. But today, if we try to live off of that today... That's when. That's why all these churches across America are dying, right? Because they're living off of yesterday's food. Well, let me. Can I boldly say a comment? It's not the religion that's the problem. It's the tradition mm. that we put in our religion. Mm-hmm. Because the, here, listen to this actual definition of religion. Religion is the belief in in and in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god. Ideas about a relationship between. Man and God. So man has even turned religion into a tradition. Well, they and they um, stuff it like a turkey uh, with tradition. Yes. Yep. And so religion isn't the bad part. It's the traditions that we put in the religion. And that's why when you say religion, automatically your mind goes to tradition. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's the tradition that messes us up. That's correct. That's and I correct. Don't, you know, people say, "Well, that's why I'm not in a denomination." Um, well, you know, me t- me ask you a question. When you go to your church, independent church, you pretty much know the what order of service. Yeah. You know how many songs they sing. You know when it's time to give. You know if they do a song special while you're giving. Yeah. You know if there's a video that they play or, you know, the pastor speaks about 35, 40 minutes mm-hmm. and then an altar call and then you're done and out by a specific time. That's part of tradition. Yeah, that's tradition. When do we just come to church and say, Lord... We have an order, but we want yours. Mm-hmm. That's right. So religion isn't bad. It's the tradition it's that the, we stuff in religion. And the tradition is based off of a one-time thing that Correct. God, Correct. That God did. Mm-hmm. And now they've turned into a form, which right. is the form second of godliness. having the form yep. of godliness, but denying the power. Correct. You know, we look like we got everything together. <laughs> you know, we sound like we got everything together, Absolutely. but where's the power of God? Right. Where's that at? Right. It's because we're still in the night, you mm-hmm. know, and we haven't seen the light. Right. Because our eyes are so focused mm-hmm. on the tradition's sake. Well, that's what was happening with Paul when he was Saul going upon the religious tradition mm. of pursuing after quote unquote Christians. Yeah. Because he felt he was doing it for God. That goes right. to show you not everything you do for God is what God is what God is asking for yeah, you. That's the truth. Every good motive isn't the right motive. Yeah. And so so until he faced the light and when he saw the light, it he revealed was his yeah, it re- revealed his current state. Yeah. He was first blinded from the light and now the light blinded him from his life. Yeah. And therefore the only thing that the last thing he saw was Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's what we have. We we have to. I'm not saying walk around so blinded you're you're not noticing what's right. going around you, but right. I think we have to have a blindness to circumstances that should control how we think, how mm. we feel, how we believe. Right. The only thing that should be motivating us today is knowing that with God all things are possible. Right. That that nothing's too hard for God. That if I hold my peace, God will fight my battles. I trust in Him. I don't trust in them. Yes. You, you know? Yes. And so, and so that, 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 and I wanted to boldly interject this yeah. because I think, I mean, as we're talking, the Holy Spirit starts downloading this in my mind. I'm thinking it's not the religion that's bad. It's really the tradition. Yeah. That's and a I've, good point. And I've preached about it. You know, not that point, what I just said, but I preached dogmatic, or, you know, demeanored the religion. But you know, I've just, like, the Holy Spirit's like, correct me. It's not yeah. the religion that's it's bad. It's not the religion. It's the tradition. The behind. tradition. The man. The man imposed, induced, yes. yeah, imposed tradition, and and that's really what the um, the Jewish system Jewish system mm-hmm. was. Yeah, they turned a one time thing that God said into this religion that was supposed to be a relationship because that's what the law was written for. Anyways, it was for them to ascend to the mountain to be with God. 
right right on mount sinai right it was for them to be able to be clean enough to go up on the mountain to be with god mm-hmm. and so they turned that into an everyday occurrence because they didn't they didn't even step foot into the relation they turned it into religion well, tradition when moses was receiving the commandments and then all these rules started coming out god was dealing with a nation at that particular time Absolutely, yes. The circumstances there were a little different than it would be here. Yeah, absolutely. So God has to deal with each generation and each era in its own way. Yeah. You know, what happened back in the 50s is wonderful, but not to say God can't do it again, but do right. you really want him to do the same thing why again? Do I want, why do I want yesterday's leftovers? Right. I have something fresh today. And you don't demeanor what God's done. No. You build on what God has accomplished right. to, the, to, to the open field that he can accomplish greater things. We look back in remembrance. Yes. But not to replicate. Correct. Yeah. So we can remember what he's done and have the faith to say he can do even greater now. Like communion. Communion is about remembrance. It's yeah. not the, it's not, well, you, but you haven't had communion, he so you're not you cleansed. Holy. Right. No. Really, no. communion is to remember what Christ has done and also to remind us of what what's a, what's ahead of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so, so and, and even how we're to live. We are to sacrificially give of ourselves. Right. And drink the cup of God. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. Yep, and so and so it's not the tra- it's not the religion. It's tra- the tradition. Yes, that's it's messing the, us up. And that's what Nicodemus was facing here. He was it was the tradition versus the relation. Right. And so he he goes and asks him, "Well, how can a man be born again when he's old?" So he misunderstands what Jesus <laughs> says because that's yeah. what religion does. It takes something that Jesus says and misunderstands. Because you try to fit the right. The, the well, how's that going to work? Round peg in a triangle hole. Right. It's not right. Fitting. No. Can he enter in a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water mm-hmm. and of spirit, mm-hmm. he cannot enter the kingdom um, of God." That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again or from above. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So Jesus is saying here, you must be born of water and of spirit. Now, does this mean baptism? What does this mean here? I think baptism is a is an outward um, expression of what Christ did Correct. internally. That's baptism. Mm-hmm. But but think <clears throat> think about what what happened with Jesus, right? right. Think about the birth. Okay, first let's think about the birthing process. When a child is born, and and a mother gives birth, what comes out? Blood and water and mm-hmm. a baby. Right. Right. And all the other stuff. And all the other nasty stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. But it's 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 magical. It's beautiful, right. you know. If it's your kid, um, but I I do not envy the the the, the doctors who help give birth. That that's They're a, used to it. Yeah, I'm sure. not. But anyways, but when a mother gives birth, it's water and blood that comes mm-hmm. out along with the baby. Yeah. What happened with Jesus on the cross? Water and blood. So that's symbolically saying, here's this new birth mm-hmm. that I'm going to pour out into the earth, right? And he said, into your hands I commend my what? My spirit. spirit. So this is the water and the spirit that Jesus is talking about. Mm-hmm. So this re- rebirth, this born, being born from above, comes from us clinging on to Jesus' sacrifice. Well, even in verse 8 that we read where it says wind, another uh, translation says uh, spirit. Yeah, the spirit, spirit wind. And yep. so the spirit blows where it wishes. But when you're talking about baptism, it, it, my mind goes to full immersion yes you have to be fully immersed into the water you know that's how we some people you know denominations believe in sprinkling i i like full immersion Mm, because it symbolizes it's all or nothing you you know you don't want a little dab you want if you're going to jump in this thing you go head first and get in and all the way yeah and and so when when it comes to the belief system of Christ and God and the kingdom of God and accomplishing those things, it's got you got to be fully immersed in the belief of that. Yeah, and and, and you can't lock God in a box of traditions. Yes, 
of to accomplish what he may ask you of you now may not be the same thing he requires of you later because yeah. that changes as life changes. Yeah. Circumstances so the change. requirements continue to evolve. Yes. We have to evolve with God. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Absolutely. And so, yeah, he's, he's saying that people who are born from above, mm-hmm. right? They have this different way of being. Because that which is born is of flesh is flesh. That's verse six, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So that's a distinction, you know. People born of the flesh are, live in the flesh, but people born of the spirit follow the leading of the spirit. Right. You know, they follow the the leading because they're no longer they're not no longer bound to the ways of the flesh. They're no longer bound to sin or bound to this oppressive slavery that the enemy had on us at one point. They're free to go where the spirit leads. And and he says the wind the the spirit and when it, it blows wherever you know it blows but you know you hear the sound but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going so it is with everyone who's born of the spirit now he's not saying that people who are born of the spirit you know can just go and do, you know I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow blah, blah 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 but no it's it's saying you know a person is truly led from something that's other than themselves they're they're led from something that's above. You know? Well, Romans eight sixteen t- tells us that the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. So that is a spirit drawing the spirit. Yeah. So that's how that's where you identify as being led by the spirit. So in this born again new nature, new mind, new spirit, your spirit is being led by the Holy Spirit, the the Spirit of Christ. He's leading you to do the things, to speak, to, to, to respond. You know, that's why the dependency is still there. And we keep hitting this, but it, it's, it's a prominent thing that has to be in place. We have to be in dependency, not independent, in dependence of yeah. God, not independent. I'm but, playing with the words. Yeah, being, being dependent, dependent upon, upon him. God, yeah. And so that's where that spirit bears witness with spirit, his spirit, mm. with your spirit. You walk in one. You you and respond as one. It says that the one. spirit draws yes. us. Right. So yes. we 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 should be able to say, you know, that back there was good. Right. But he's drawing us to something bigger and better. Oh, mm. you know, I, I got one for you. You know, the spirit of uh, the spirit of the, the the spirit hovered upon the waters of yeah. the deep, and and that represents the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and water represents the spirit. So there's the connection. The spirit identifies with spirit. Yeah, and, and so therefore, it ha- you know, when when the Holy Spirit of the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep, that's the the deep things are being drawn yeah. by the Spirit. Yeah, we we, you know, I want to grow. I want to go. Deep. I want to go deeper. If you're sitting and hear somebody speak and teach a word, you're like, man, I wish I can go that deep. They have allowed the Spirit to draw them in yeah. deeper places. It's spirit with spirit. And it and it and it. Involves sometimes uh, um, letting go of some things. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you, look at our journey alone. Yes, you, you know, we we have let go of so much things that we once believed in order to believe what God wants us to believe. Correct. You know, and so it's it's very it's very difficult sometimes because it's like, man, this is what I've always believed, but this is so different. It challenges what you it does, grew up in. But that's, that's what, what Nicodemus was. Dealing yeah. With. Yeah, he was he was really being challenged here because, you know, th- he's like, man, this is what this is what I've believed my whole entire life. How can you say that this is, you know, this is there's some false things here, but that's that's what happens when man interjects yes. into what God is saying. When man adds on to what God is saying, you get this tainted version of a false relationship, which is idolatry. Well, first and foremost, God will honor any relationship you you choose right. to he, release to Him. But you know, he what wants, you're willing to give. He wants that deeper relationship. Well, out. you can either okay. Let's just look. You know, you know, we're a vessel. Okay, that God fills. But I also like to consider us. If you can imagine those who are listening, uh, we are we are a, a boat on the on the river. Mm. And the river goes uh, uh, goes forward. It never stops. A river never stops unless, unless there's a dam and it stops the river from flowing. Right. But the river never stops. So if you're the boat riding on the river, you can either allow the river to take you where it, you're supposed to end up at, or you can throw an anchor and say, this is as far as I want to go. Right. You know, the prophet even... Uh, 
exemplify the river of God. And he went ankle deep, knee deep, yeah. waist deep, chest deep. So, you know, full submersion. Full submersion. And so, so that's the willingness to be well, the willingness to face your fears of being uncomfortable, the uncertainty of what may come out on the end. Right. You know, you don't know the end story. Right. But do you trust God enough to say, Lord, I'm just going to follow your lead? Yeah. yeah. As you're pushing me forward, you can either, listen, I remember when we all as a family went snorkeling in, on a, off of a cruise. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go. I mean, it was, I think, it was swimming with the um, stingrays. stingrays. And I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden, it was, you know, it's time to swim out. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I grabbed my snorkeling goggles gear, and snorkeling gear, and my vest. life vest, but I didn't grab my flippers. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I, I was keeping up fine. I was doing fine until that current hit the me. Current, yeah. I was fighting against a current. And you were behind. I was way behind. You guys was way up ahead. You were struggling. I remember that. I thought I was going to drown. <laughs> I literally laid on my back and just kept an eye on the people where everybody was swimming, but I, I, I couldn't fight the current. And let me tell you, those, those flippers are uncomfortable to wear. Yeah. They're very uncomfortable right. to wear, but they help you along mm-hmm. the way. They help you get Move to, forward. Yes. And fight currents. Yeah. But when you're fighting the current on your own without help, yes. you're going to get exhausted. You're going to struggle. You're not going to keep I mean, up. Think about with a, when, when you're in an airplane. Yes. And you're in the, the, the jet stream. You know, you're flying smooth, but... Whenever you hit that mm-hmm. that certain air pocket, air pocket, you have turbulence, yeah, and or you can drop a hundred feet. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's it's just yeah, it's 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 a, having the right tools. Correct. But I want to go back to what you said for a moment about the the ankle deep, knee deep. Yes. It's a process. Yes. You can't just dive into a, a shallow end of the pool or else you're going to get hurt. Right. You got to learn to balance yourself. Right. And so this process of relationship, it's it's a it's a slow process sometimes, but it's so rewarding. Ab- absolutely. It's so rewarding. And so that's the that's that's the relationship. It's just growing deeper. You're not going to get to the deep places like immediately. See, we we're, we live in a culture that that expects immediate results instantly. Yeah, you you get you get on Amazon, you order your thing, and it comes the next day, and you get ticked when it's not here the next day. What's going on? Well, it was supposed to be here by 10 p.m. today, and What's it wasn't. What's their problem? Come on, you know. And then you know, but you look back 10 years ago, and it's like you know, we were happy that it came within a week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like it's that it's that um, instantaneous thing that that really has hindered us believers because you know we want to go deep, but then it's like I didn't know it was going to take this long. I didn't know it was going to cut off this much stuff, you know, and are we willing to and, you know, or are we just okay? Pastor Aaron, you know why it takes a little bit at a time? Because if God were to show you everything that he wanted from you and wanted wanted from you to cut off of your life or move out or, you know, change, you would say it's too much work. Yeah. Can't do it. And you'd see, man, I got to do all this stuff. But see, he works with your your place and your walk with mm, the Lord. Yeah, he'll he'll bring you ankle to prepare you to have a desire to, to go, go to knee. knee. Yeah, and, and so that thus so on and so forth, and it draws you out. Like yes, the spirit, the know. spirit, and that's that's the leading of the spirit. Spirit yeah. bears witness with spirits. The spirit hovered over the waters of the deep. Yeah. He's calling you out, church. Yeah. He's pulling you to him. Yeah. This is ever, if there's ever been a time to come to him, it's now. Yeah. Let go of tradition. Let go of the stuff. Yeah. And just say, God, here I am, send me. Whatever you got, whatever lead you need. Me. Right. You lead me where you want. That's that, you know, cloud by day and fire by night thing, Amen. too. Amen. You know, we got to follow the wind of the yes. spirit where it leads us. Yes. We will follow. And so... um, um, that's what Jesus is saying, you know, those who are born of the flesh are, you know, led by the flesh, but those who are born of the spirit are led by the spirit. Verse nine, Nicodemus said to him, this is the third time Nicodemus rebuttals. Well, how can this be? <laughs> He's just, his, his questions get shorter and shorter every time. Well, how can this be? <laughs> Cause his whole life is like flashing. Like what, what, what? am I living a lie? What's yeah. going on? He's questioning. Yeah, his whole identity is yes. yeah, shifting. We've been there. <laughs> yeah. 
how can this be God? And so Jesus answered him, are you really the teacher of Israel yet do not understand these things? Mm. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bears witness to what we've seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe when I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. He's talking about himself. Right. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that all who believes in him may have eternal life. So that's that that's that serpent in the wilderness, which you had talked about right. with the um with the bronze snake. And yeah. so Jesus is relating himself to that to that serpent lifted up on the pole. Because he, because it, it brought healing. Yes, it brought you know restoration to the to that people because they were all bit by this poisonous snake, snake, and they were dying. Right, they were poisoned, you know, by the venom, and just like us when we were born in the flesh, we we're all poisoned with that venom of sin. Right, but Jesus came, so that way we can be free from that. And so he continues on saying in verse, um, that was verse fifteen and verse sixteen. This is the this is the verse that. Every Christian probably knows. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, and now I want you to take notice that world here still means cosmos, mm, like the whole yeah, the cosmos. Yeah. Not just the world but the cosmos. Um, so, so God so loved the cosmos that he gave his only son that whoever ha- believes or has faith in him shall not perish which means be destroyed, but, um, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Mm-hmm. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the only son of God. That's saying that the religion teaches you condemnation, right? Everything that you're not doing. Yes. But in Christ, there is no condemnation. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. There's no condemnation in Christ. So so what religion tells you, like you're a sinner and you can't, you know, you can't ascend the mountain of the Lord to be in God's presence, that's false. Yeah. That's not true. I like how the New Living Translation uh, defines or interprets verse 16, for this is how God loved the world. Yeah. So, so he shows the love. This is how I'm showing my love. And this is the mercy we get. Mm, yeah. The mercy comes through his son's death. And, you know, I, I would, you know, I, I could not with any one of my children except that happening for my children. Right. It would be hard. And there are parents today who have lost their children. Yeah. It's hard. I can't fathom what your your pain is and what you're going through, but but you can you can relate when these words of God about his son, what he gave his son. I mean, sometimes we have to give up things in 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 people in our lives that we may not understand why, but we do. And and God God knew why. He knew why he had to give up his son on this earth yeah. to die so that we can live. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it would be a person who's a, our organ donor. You knew that when your death becomes somebody else's help to life. And and Jesus is the biggest organ donor for us. Right. A heart right. transplant for us. Yeah. You know, he provided something we could never give correctly. Exactly. And and that's that's so important because through his sacrifice, we are freed from condemnation of yep. sin. Mm-hmm. Sin poisoned us. Yep. But here's the thing. Because of Christ's sacrifice, we can be free from that sin, completely free from that sin. Yeah. And and on top of it, have no condemnation. When When the woman who was caught in the act of adultery... And this is in John um, later. But when the woman who's caught in the act of adultery um, um, comes to Jesus and that she's thrown down, the religious leaders are condemning her, right? They're about to stone her, Pharisees and everybody. Um, Jesus says, you know, those who are without sin cast the first stone. And all of them left, right? They all left. He looks down at the woman 
And he said, "Who are you, where are your condemners now? Who condemns you? And she said, looks around, well, nobody, no one condemns me. Well, neither do I. Mm. Now go and sin no more. Mm. What came first, the forgiveness of the sins or the no condemnation? <laughs> mm. Right? Yeah. The no condemnation came first. Yeah. And so when when we feel condemned by our past... um. Which is the enemy. Which is, sometimes it's not even the enemy. Sometimes our biggest enemy is ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, we are the biggest condemners of our life. Well, even the enemy has to whisper the thought. All we do is just play it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? The ear whispering that he whispers in our mind through our spirit. You know, so we we have to be, we are opening to ourselves, to God or to the other. But that's the thing is like Jesus doesn't condemn us if we believe in him and we trust in his sacrifice. You know, I'm a Christian. I trust in the sacrifice of God. If you truly trust in the sacrifice, then you should know that you're not condemned in his eyes. Right. And therefore, if you're not condemned, does not give you permission to continue doing what you're doing. That should give you the willpower to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. That's the that's the being born from above. It's like, wow, I'm not condemned. I don't want to do this to God anymore. So verse 19, it says, and this is the condemnation. This is the judgment. So judgment is condemnation, right? This is the condemnation. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil for everyone who does wicked things, hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So that's that's giving us hope, right? Yes. Hope saying that God doesn't condemn us and that that when we believe in Christ, we come to the light. And this is what he's trying to bring Nicodemus to do. He's like, get out of that condemnation. Come to the light of Christ. Come to the light of me so that way your eyes are opened to see the Spirit. Quit condemning yourself. Yes. Quit allowing people but to condemn But that's what religion trains us to do religion trains us to condemn ourselves because we believe that god is this vindictive con- um, condemning judge that that keeps record of all of our sins when really he's like you know i don't condemn you just stop sinning well it's also the other way god does not keep merits of all the good things you do correct so so therefore relationship is not about earning god's love you've received it by you receiving him yes that's why being born again is important. Yes. You just accept Christ and his finished work and knowing that you're finished. Yeah. That you can now go forward in the spirit and by the flow of the Holy yes. Spirit in your life. And yes. Go down the river of God where you he takes you down paths. You can either have smooth sailing or fight mm. it and have rocky sailing. Yeah. Follow the river of God. Yeah. And so that's that's just the beautiful thing that Jesus is saying to Nicodemus. You know, what's the best way to be clean? What's the best way to be clean? It's like, well, it's just through me. You know, that's through me. And so we're going to kind of continue reading on here because that's, that's the conversation with Nicodemus. Well, that's a lot of I, conversation. Yeah, how do I become clean? Well, it's through me. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside and he remained there with them and was baptizing. Also, John was baptizing at... Um, Anon near Salim, because the water was plentiful there and the people were coming to be baptized. For John had not been put in prison yet. That's, you know, sidebar. It says in verse 24. 25 says, Now a discussion arose between John's disciples and a Jew over purification. Mm. That's what Jesus was just talking about, purification. That's yeah. what he'd been talking about since, for, since chapter 2, purification rituals. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness. Look, he's baptizing and all are going to him. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness to me that I said, I am not the Christ, but I've been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. So the one who the people are being drawn to, that's the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. That's the proof that that Jesus was the Christ. He is the the bridegroom, and and people are being drawn to him because that's the purification. That's where the purification comes. Um, So John's like, you know, my mission's completed. I've pointed the way. I've led the way. I've been the voice in the wilderness crying out. 
to, to, to the people who, who the Christ is, leading the way to him. Verse 31, he who comes from above, born above, right. Anothen, right. is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. That's what Jesus said back here right. in, 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 chapter, in verse 20. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. So that's their new identification. They identify as sons of God and therefore say that this is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God. For he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hands. Verse 36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So this is just John confirming what Jesus had just said to Nicodemus. Well, verse 30 and verse 36 go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, he must increase, but I must decrease. And whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Yes. And whoever does not obey sh- of the Son shall not see life. Yes. So that's the increase, decrease. Yeah. Your belief in Christ must increase. Yeah. You must decrease. Yeah. This is not what I want. Well, no one asked you what you wanted. If we're true servants of Christ and we're going to pick up our cross and follow him, then mm. therefore there has to be a death a in you. Decrease. That's the decrease. And and Paul says, I've been crucified Five with Christ. Christ. Yep. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, Christ. who lives in me. That's so the that increase. Means, <laughs> that, means, that means when Christ was crucified, we were co-crucified with yep. him on that cross. Yep. It happened back then. We were crucified with him, and now we accept the sacrifice that he gave for us. We take on his death that yes. we may live. Exactly. We accept his sacrifice that we can now go in places and he says that now we can cry, Abba, Father, and he hears yeah. our cry. Which that's all Jesus ever addressed God as, is Abba. Father. Mm-hmm. Abba, Father. So, yeah, that's that's chapter three. Wow. <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> but, you know, it's important to understand how when belief is everything, belief pivots you in position. right. And it brings you out of tradition yeah. and into relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tradition condemns. Relationship says you are no, not condemned. But yeah, I mean, that is chapter three. That is, you know, being born again. That is being born from above, being born of the spirit and believing in the sacrifice that God gave for us. So today, I want you to remember that if you believe in Christ, you are no longer condemned. If you believe in Christ, you are free. Now go and do the works of the Spirit every day of your life. We want to thank you for tuning into Calvary's Compass today. Thanks for joining into our podcast. You know, we it really means a lot. Um, but, you know, just follow Christ. Amen. Amen. So go check us out on Facebook and MountCalvaryChurchOfGod.com. We also have an app now, Mount Calvary Church of God. Um, go check that out too, where you can see all of our sermons and all that stuff. So God bless, and we'll see you next week. See ya.